Hey, I'm Russ. And I'm Steve. Growing up in the 80s, we were introduced to video games, movies, and technology that made a lasting impression on us and forever enriched our lives. I think I'm gonna cry! It's been a fascinating journey to be a part of, one that we constantly treasure. Fire! Booty! Our goal is simple. Share our magical moments of discovery and geek out with lovely folks. Just like you! Uh, achievement unlocked! So if you crave pixel goodness, memorable moments, and experiences that make your inner child do the happy dance, you've come to the right place. Let's do this! Welcome to Joygasm! <laughs> yeah! Hello everyone and welcome back to Joygasm where we talk about video games, movies, and pop culture. My name is Russ, Xbox Live Toaster360, and joining me is my shorter half Steve, Xbox Live Stevevich, as we dive into episode 42 on this October 14th. 2017. To get the most out of Joygasm, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube. Just do a search for Joygasm TV. In addition to iTunes and Android, you can listen to our podcast on joygasm.tv and soundcloud.com slash joygasm TV. Also, for exclusive access and some sweet goodies, check us out at patreon.com slash joygasm. And no matter which platform you use to enjoy the show, please drop us a subscription, thumbs up, or a review. It helps us build awareness, which we appreciate very much. We have a ton to discuss on this episode. We're playing a little catch-up since the previous episode. We were actually reviewing Blade Runner 2049. If you have not listened to that or seen the movie, we encourage you to do both. Gaming news includes the return of a classic controller to Xbox One, Atari Box updates, Horizon Zero Dawn news, the PlayStation CEO departure, and more. Movie news contains the Men in Black spinoff, Viking Season 5, the next Terminator film, a new Netflix series, Game of Thrones wedding, Harvey's bad behavior, a new Star Wars trailer, a new Stranger Things 2 trailer, and there's probably going to be more than that. Our topic of the day is Cuphead Impressions, but first, thanks first, how you doing, Steve? Rush! I uh, got some good sleep last night, got a full battery, I like it, but uh, I feel swole. 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 Oh my. I went to the gym last night, and that's what they all say after the, you, know, you you work out and you're sore. It's, it's, it's like abbreviated for sw- like swole, swollen, you know? You uh-huh. feel swelled up. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm swole, bro. Uh-huh. All swole, bro. You're looking really swole. <laughs> Swole or swell? My stomach is swole. Hopefully both. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Very nice. Yeah, you actually haven't been going to the gym. I haven't been in a few months. A few months? Nah. Other other priorities taking place. But now you're back on the... Yeah. Back on the track? I opened the door at Uh, uh, 10.30 last night. I'm back! No one looked at me. Were you listening to uh, (laughs) Aerosmith's Back in the Saddle again? (laughs) Yeah, I'm back! Yeah, <laughs> and then switched. <laughs> and then switched to Eye of the Tiger. Oh yes, another go. good one. That, yeah. that that'll get you ready to pump some iron. Yeah, <laughs> the one five foot seven guy in there. <laughs> like man, that guy's got a lot of energy. But what's he? He's, I actually wow, watched okay. a, a video that was that was pretty funny. Um, there was this guy who was working out in the gym, and there was this attractive female that was walking by behind him, and he was on the the conveyor belt running, and he kind of craned his neck too far around and lost his balance. And that and happens. <laughs> you see him 
fall, like like completely like just just fall over this thing. And then he recovers by like doing pushups immediately. Yeah, I, I, I and the girl turns around kind of like, what? Like, what are you doing? Why are you doing pushups? Yeah. Like yeah. near the treadmill. Have you ever done that, Steve? <laughs> no, I have not. <laughs> I try to keep to myself, actually, when I'm at the gym. I'm not one of those like, yelling kind of guys. Every time he, uh, he lifts a weight or goes to the bench, he has to, oh, one. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's not me. I pretty much keep to myself. I don't like socializing when I'm there. I'm, do, I'm there to do my business, and then I uh, get out of there. You know? you're, you're there to take care of the shrine of Steve. Mm. That's good. Yeah, that's I like really to good. get my sweat on a bit. You, know? you should come with me, Russ. I should. Man. You're absolutely correct. I am the uh, antithesis of swole, <laughs> except for my belly, <laughs> yeah. which needs to be unswolled. So, yeah. No, I, I do. I need to get back to walking and whatnot. As you know, I've been eating better. You, you have. I'm impressed. Yeah, yeah. I, I've, I've uh, been doing better at that. But yeah, I need to get back in and uh, get some, some, some of the blood moving, some of the muscles uh, returning from atrophied. I will tell you, I splurged a little bit. I went to the store and I, I, I bought a $8 <laughs> bottle of Napa Valley wine to uh, raise a glass to the uh, California Napa Valley, Sonoma Valley fires. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was thinking about that as I was preparing for the show. And um, there's been a lot of tragedy uh, this year around the world with the hurricanes affecting. Yeah, nonstop. Yeah, like countries in the Gulf of Mexico. Puerto Rico. Uh-huh. Florida. The Vegas shootings. Nah, just a ton of stuff. The earthquakes in South America. Um, I know that that's hit quite a few places. Um, and like you said, the fires in California, specifically the Bay Area. These fires are where Steve and I grew up. So we have a lot of family and friends who have been affected by this. Everybody. Almost pretty much everybody I know. Yeah. Some who have lost their homes. And typically when I see tragic events on the news, I feel sympathy for the victims, but there is always a barrier of understanding simply because I'm not directly affected. I'm watching it and it's like, oh yeah, when now we break for the commercials or whatever. And you're like, oh, that's terrible. But you don't really move much past that. But with um, the wine country fires, it really hits home for us because our parents have evacuated their home. And as I mentioned earlier, we have friends who have lost their homes already. Um, so it is, it is eerie to see places I recognize and have been to over the years on the news that now sit in ash. Yeah. They're gone. Like literally. I think you posted some sort of helicopter footage or someone did. Uh, yeah, I did. Santa Rosa and yeah. just how, I mean, just entire neighborhoods mm-hmm. are just gone. Wiped out. Like literally almost pretty much everybody I know is either an evacuee themselves have taken in evacuees to help out or have completely lost everything. One of the three. That's insane. Yeah, I feel compelled for us to take a moment and offer our sincere condolences to the victims, uh, not only of the North Bay fires, but also just everyone out there who have been victimized by terrible events this year. I mean, it's just it just seems like there's just one right after the next. And we just are trying our best to, to, you know, stay positive, stay hopeful, that sort of thing. But man, it's kind of a beat down this year, isn't it? (laughs) It's a little bit nonstop. We need a little bit of recovery time. Yeah. Yeah. We need some more joygasms out there. We need some lighthearted entertainment, which is why we're here. Exactly. Hopefully we can try and take the edge off a bit for you folks. But man, that's just, yeah, it's just crazy how it is. I will say there is a bit of a silver lining when it comes to social media, though, um, in that, you know, I I can't remember if I've told you this, Steve, but I actually had a couple of friends who um, 
were at that that concert in Vegas during the Jeez. shootings. Yeah. And so that really, you know, once again, that, that's yet another thing where it's like I, I'm one step closer to um, being in the in the midst of that. Not that I was there, but just there, there's there's kind of another step or another level yeah. of closeness to that. And so, yeah, I, I, it's it's a small world. It is. It's a small world. But what's nice about the social media platform like Facebook and Twitter is is just that. It allows folks to process their emotions, their their feelings on what transpired. And I think that that is something that, that's great. It acts as a rallying point for other folks who may not have heard about it, or maybe they have heard about it and just want to be able to show some love, show some support, that sort of thing. I mean, even, even like um, when it comes to other tragedies or natural disasters, something that goes on in a different part of the world, it's been a really neat thing to see just the global community come together and try and, you know, send money that way, send supplies that way, or just, just at the very least be able to, to leave some um, words of encouragement and yeah. sympathy, that sort of thing. So plus it's also, uh, if I were to continue that point on, uh, it's really encouraging and positive to see until the entire community has come together, put aside their opinions and their differences mm-hmm. and whatever. And maybe you haven't talked to some of your neighbors in a long time or someone you don't even know, but you're, you're helping them out and they're, they are helping you out. Yeah. And I've seen a ton of folks just, say, where can I drop off supplies or how can I help? How can I donate? You know, where can I volunteer? And it's really encouraging. I mean, and and in the heart of tragedy, I mean, the, the, the the positivity and and the, and the good hearts of people stand up and, and, and triumph. Yeah. You definitely see kind of the, the petty differences, right. Take a a back seat and you know, all of a sudden now you're helping out your, your fellow human. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Which is what we're all supposed to do anyway, but I I like how people are, are shining. Oh, absolutely. So what have you been playing or watching lately? Well, Russ, I don't want to get into it too much because we're going to talk about it later. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> uh, but no, been playing a little Overwatch, which is the, the, the Halloween update's new to me. I didn't play, obviously, last year. I've only been playing this year. We were and, late uh, bloomers to the Overwatch indeed. game. I will say, though, that I've, I've been putting in my time because I need to get my credits back up to uh-huh. get some of the, the skins and the, and, you know, some of the some of the voice, uh, what is it, the, the, the sayings, uh-huh. uh, the voice lines. The voice lines, voice yeah. Line, yeah. So, yeah, I definitely want to get Torbjorn's and I want to get uh, McCree's. He's got a few lines that I want to, but... I actually have not listened to any of the voice lines. I, I've opened a, a few of the, the Halloween loot boxes and I've yeah. gotten some, but is there a way you can actually... I guess you can, yeah. You, if you go into the, the character gallery, there's a, oh, yeah. a section called voice lines. You can just yeah. go through. Yeah, okay. It was one time I got a legendary and I was like, yes, 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 come on, what is it? And then it was it was one of Bastion's legendaries, but nothing to do with, with the Halloween the theme. I'm like, oh, come on. You know, <laughs> you give me a Halloween loot box and don't, don't give me a Halloween legendary. I had something similar where I opened up a, a Halloween loot box and I got a yellow disc flying in the air. I'm thinking, oh, yeah, this is going to be great. It's going to be legendary. And it opens up. It's a treasure box. Yeah, I'm <laughs> like, what? <laughs> and it gives you credit, so it's not uh, it's not that bad. But I'll t- I'll if I had to choose between like a legendary box, which I think gives you like what five hundred gamer credits, about, yeah, versus like a three thousand uh, yeah, credit value legendary yeah. skin. Yeah. I'll take the skin. Yeah. I also watched Star Trek Beyond. Oh, how was that? That was dumb. Is that a TV show? <laughs> no, it's actually a movie. Movie. Okay. It's with the uh, the, uh, the cast that uh, that was from the what was it the the first. Uh, redo of, of uh, Captain Kirk. Uh, Zoe Zaldano's in there as well. 
Oh, you're talking about the ones by J.J. Abrams? J. J. Yeah, J.J. Abrams. Because I thought he did... He did the first, I can't remember what the he, first yeah. name of the, there was, there was one Star Trek and then there was Star Trek Into Darkness, which I think was the second one. Yeah. So in the, this one sounds like it's the third one, which yeah. actually JJ did not direct. That was by, yeah, he was, I think it was by the director of uh, Fast and the Furious or yeah, something. Yeah, he, he produced. His, he's, JJ is still in the credits. He, okay. he did some sort of producer, but yeah, um, yeah no, this was one, just I, dumb. Huh? Ah, man, I would give probably a two out of five. I heard that a lot it of fans terrible. of Star Trek were not happy with that movie. Yeah, I, it was nice seeing the cast and the cast did well. I will tell you that, but that was probably the only good part of the movie. CG was like terrible. I mean, they, <laughs> terrible, really? Yeah, no, it looked overly CG. Like they, it looked, it, it reeked green screen. Let's put it that way. Okay, yeah. Uh, and the story just couldn't take off. It was like it, Captain Kirk would never do any of this stuff. He, he's, he's, he's very, uh, he thoughtful. Um, he's very strategic. He just doesn't jump into action. Oh, well, this will be fun. You know, let's put the entire crew at risk. Oh, we lost him. Oh, now I get promoted. You know, like, what? This whole thing, like, it made no sense. I got bored and I couldn't wait for it to be over. <laughs> uh, I would not recommend it. Um, anyway, it wasn't as bad as being like a one, but it, definitely a two. I also finished up the first season of The Last Kingdom, which I've been bringing up to uh, every once in a while. Uh-huh. That one's so-so. If you like Vikings, and I know you do. I do. You might like this one. I, I think Vikings, even though I haven't watched yet, from, from what I've gathered, it's uh, it, it has more of an uh, more of an epic, I guess. It's, uh -huh. a, it's a longer scale. But, but it basically takes the stories of the Saxon tales. Saxon. Throws in a little bit of fiction and uh, creates a story. It's got, it's got great reviews. Rotten Tomatoes gives it a 92. IMDb gives it an 8.3 out of 10. Metacritic gives it a 78%. The thing about it is that uh, the main character, uh, Ultrid, is born a Saxon, and he then gets adopted basically by Danes who are pagan. The Saxons mm. are more Catholic or Christian. And so he's, doesn't, he's not pagan by belief. He's pagan by just like culture, I guess, even okay. though he doesn't practice anything. Um, and he's not pig, he's not Dane in the sense that he goes around, you know, raping and pillaging and he's bloodthirsty and whatever. So, he, but he, he, there's this constant push and pull between both sides for him, for his loyalties lie versus his heart. And, um, I know the acting is very, very good. The cinematography is very, very good. It's just some parts of the story. I go, come on, really? Like you threw that in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so whatever, but I don't know. I, I don't know if I'll continue to watch it or I'll just put it down, but. Hmm. Yeah. That about wraps it up for me. Raz, what about you? Well, I've been playing Overwatch alongside you mm. and your saucy ass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I actually really enjoyed it. Um, the, uh, the, the, what is it called? Like Junkenstein's Revenge or yeah. something like that. That's, it's, you know, it reminds me of like a first person shooter version of tower defense. Like, like a lot of the tower defense games I play on my mobile phone, it's usually from like a top down view or isometric view. It feels like that's what it is, except instead of placing all these different types of towers, the characters themselves are the towers. Yeah. So you have like your sniper tower or your short range tower or whatever it is, yeah. you, you know, just, and, uh, it was fun though. I, th I thought it was a, a fun little mix up. I definitely prefer it over that other, what was that one yeah. overwatch? Uh, there was an event where like, it was kind of like year one or whatever. It was like an anniversary. Yeah, yeah, sort of thing. Like you were um, shooting all the robots that were coming down the road, and I, I felt like that was kind of a tiresome. It really wasn't um, very fun to play. I, I went through and played it just to say I did it. Yeah. But this one is a lot more fun, I feel like. It's definitely more fun, 
and you get you get a lot more experience for it too. I, I recommend you keep doing it because you get about four thousand plus experience each little each little bout, even if it's an all normal setting. One of the things I thought was really fun too is the fact that when I was looking at the skins in Overwatch, they I don't know if they've reduced the price on the Halloween costumes from last year or if they were always that price. But I noticed that a lot of the, the older ones are between 250 to a thousand gamer credits and all of the new, I think, I think just about all of the new skins for the Halloween event, um, Halloween terror or whatever it's called. Um, I think that they are each 3,000 credits. I mean, they, they've really ratcheted up the price for those skins. Yeah. So it's pretty cool because, like, for instance, like, um, oh, I just totally brain farted. What is her name? What's the, the sniper's, not not Widowmaker, but... Uh, Hanzo? No, 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 no. She, it's a female sniper that also does healing. Uh, oh, my gosh. I cannot believe I'm totally, like... Mercy? No, Mercy's not. No, I'm thinking. About, I'm trying to think of the females. But it's I'm a like, female sniper. The, the the one that shoots like she throws a healing grenade. Oh, um, oh, 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 Anna. Why didn't I think of that? Yeah, there we go. There we go. She had an awesome Halloween skin from last year. Yeah, and I picked it up. It was. I think it only it was only like 250 gamer credits. I'm like, I will take that. Yeah. There there are a couple from. Um, Reaper as well. The older one is super cool. I mean, it's, it's it reminds yeah. me of like uh, Ichabod Crane. Oh days, yeah, that know, one's the bomb. Sleepy Hollow or whatever. But but then the, the new one is pretty cool too. Like it's kind of a vampire, uh, kind of Jason sort of. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it, it, I I really dig it. I think it's it's pretty cool. Only so much credits, Russ. So many. Credits. Yeah, so little credits, so little time. One of the the sequences where. I was playing on, on normal with, with folks. I got in a good batch of people and we lasted the 12 rounds and then we lasted nine more bonus rounds. Nice. <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. That's really cool. I do need to play more of it just because, man, I think it ends on November 1st and we're already, what is it? It's October 14th. So we are officially halfway done. Well, I suppose technically tomorrow will be technically the, uh, <laughs> midway point of October. <laughs> but having said that, I mean, that leaves me with two more weeks. And I, like I said, I really have not had as much time to play it as I would have liked simply because I've been playing other games like Tomb Raider. Exactly. Nah. Were you here when I beat it? Man. You were, you were. Yeah, you were. Just because I reacted that way. Man, no, no, no. Oh, you're so into the game that you forgot about my presence. No, 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 no. I'm going to have to start like distracting you and being like, Russ, I'm here. Poke, 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 I've, poke. I've had, you know, it's so funny. <laughs> I took this week off from work and I've had a whirlwind of a week. Like the, 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 the first like half of the week I was just doing family time because my family really hadn't seen me all that much. And so we were doing all kinds of fun little like, uh, kid event type stuff. And it was just a lot of fun. And then I segued from there into really focusing more on Joygasm. I got the, um, uh, more of the Joygasm YouTube page fleshed out. We now have new playlists that dedicate to like movie trailers for one. There's another one that's for game trailers. There's another one for TV show trailers. We're just in an, in an attempt to organize it better and just make it that one-stop shop. And then on top of that, I've been playing all these games too. Like I know you've been over to play Cuphead with me at least once this week, right? It was like once or twice. Uh, yeah. Because we were stuck on that candy chick that like never dies. <laughs> <laughs> Which we'll talk about later. Later, Russ. Later. Later. But yeah, we, we've been playing a ton of Cuphead. It's a game that I love to hate and hate to love. Mm-hmm. 
but I just love it. It's I'm addicted to it. <laughs> Let's see. So yeah, beat Rise of the Tomb Raider. Rise of the Tomb Raider is a great game. Considering the fact that it came out two years ago, it's right up there with Horizon Zero Dawn. I go back and forth. I um I was talking to our good old friend Brad about this, but I was going back and forth with which one I liked more. And I want to say that I felt as though the 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 characters I had to fight against in Horizon were more compelling than the people I was fighting against in Rise of the Tomb Raider. Like a lot of the, the baddies there were just, honestly, they were kind of forgettable. It's like, oh, okay, yeah. you just take them out here, take them out there. Whereas every time I came into contact with a beastie in uh, Horizon, I was just like floored. Yeah. Just super epic and whatnot. And I also think too, from a story standpoint, I really digged more of the Horizon. I, you know, now that I'm talking about it, I, I think I, I lean more toward um, liking Horizon Zero Dawn a bit more than Tomb Raider. But having said that, Tomb Raider had a litany of these scripted cinematic events that I thought were very satisfying to, to experience and try and get through. And like I said, there's a lot there to like. I actually saw, I think it was on IGN, Somebody had started playing Rise of the Tomb Raider on an Xbox One X. Nice. And they were saying that like, and you could see it too. They had the video. You, you could check it out if you go to their website. But um, you could like pause the game, go into the options, and they have several mm -hmm. different types there where like you can make it go to, to um, from 30 frames per second to 60 frames per second. Yep. They have um, like the up res of textures and stuff. Yep. And it's kind of cool because it reminds me of the Master Chief collection where you could in real time go back and forth just to see the difference. Yep. And it seems like that's kind of what they're doing with this. There's a whole list of games that are already out where the developer is putting together a patch that's going to work well with the Xbox One uh, Scorpio. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so a lot of games that you've already beaten or are playing through now, uh, you're going to have to give them a, a, another once over when the new system comes out because it's going to be a better experience altogether. Yeah. I can't play. Wait to play uh, The Witcher. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm holding off. I want to I want to play it again and I will play it again with uh, the, the new game plus, but I'm going to wait till the new system comes out because it, it's going to be that much better. Mm -hmm. Second go round. Ah, absolutely. I have also been, of course, enjoying Injustice 2. Got Raiden from Mortal Kombat. He's the oh, latest character geez. to drop. There are so many characters in this game. It's just, it, it blows my mind. But I've been able to get several characters up to level 20, which is that's the max you can go. And as a result, you can get unlocked abilities as well as some sweet armor. Now, do they incorporate any sort of story to the new DLC characters? Or do you just play them just to kind of... Uh, that's uh, a good question. My... Uh, my experience with it is just that it, it, it just enhances the, the character roster. So when you go and you're, you're looking to play like in the multiverse, for instance, that is really fun to do because you can, there, there will be certain planets that will, will generate that will be geared toward one of the DLC characters. So then you can work your way through that and try and earn better gear for your character and better uh, stats, that sort of thing. In the, in the story, probably not. I imagine that, that the, the single-player story is kind of just, it's baked in there, and it just it tells the story, and you're done. Yeah. However, uh, Big Baby Moose just bought the uh, Injustice 2 Ultimate Edition, oh, which cool. is super cool, because I played with him just a little bit today. And let me tell you, it is even more satisfatisfying to be able to like play with a buddy as opposed to just the, the, the CPU all the time. 
and he's new to it, but he he did well. I mean, he was just like button mashing, but it was fun to be able to experience that. And he too was really amazed by just how many characters there are. And I was telling him, you would literally have to play that game almost nonstop in order to remember just all the different moves for all the different characters. I mean, there are so many characters in the game. They still have four more characters they're going to be dropping into that game, including Hellboy, which I'm really excited to see like what his gameplay mechanics are like. I can't do fighting games, Rose. I'm sorry. You know, I, I, I remember. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Uh, go ahead. No, 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 no. You, you. Go. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the last fighting game I played with you was uh, was Soul Calibur on the Dreamcast, which is oh, oh, staple. Classic. Game. That, I mean, that was one that stands out. Anyhow, you Ivy was your main, and then I'd go visit you when you were living elsewhere, and I were like, "Hey, Steve, let's play some Soul Calibur." I'm like, "Okay, bro, that sounds good." <laughs> and so we'd play, and I would I, th- I would be Maxi, which is the nunchuck dude, uh-huh. and you would be Ivy. I'm like, I'm totally gonna whoop Russ. I've been like practicing, and then you'd just, like stand there still until I'd get like within reach, and then just do something out of the ordinary, and waste half my life, and then you would sit there laughing like you just did. <laughs> and then I'm like getting like more and more PO'd and uh, finally I'm like, I'm not going to rage quit, but I'm just going to quit. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That laugh. But you, you were a big fan of that game. I remember oh, you played quite yeah. a bit of it. Yeah. I remember Akilik was one of my favorites. Yeah. It's, I really do hope that Namco comes out with another Soul Calibur. The last one they made was, it was just, it's kind of showboaty. I don't know. Well, but it was too, <sighs> They tried to like add all these features to it and it ended up making it more of a muddied experience. Right. I, I want to go back to just kind of the, the pure Soul Calibur experience where you have just a, a unique story for each character that you make your way through and have your versus mode, that sort of thing. But uh, yeah, I would love to see a next-gen Soul Calibur game come out. Moving right along here, I want to take time to talk about the Super Nintendo Classic Mini Giveaway. Oh, snap! If you haven't heard, we are giving away an SNES Classic through Twitter. So to to enter, you go to twitter.com slash joygasmtv, where you will see a pinned tweet at the top. Retweet that tweet, follow at joygasmtv, and subscribe to the Joygasm YouTube channel. Those are the three things that you need to do in order to qualify for this giveaway. Um, and of course, like, you know, the link is in the pin, you know, the link for YouTube is in the pin tweet for your convenience. So like I said, you must do all three to be entered into the giveaway. The last day to enter is October 20th, which is next Friday. It's this coming Friday. And we will announce who the winner is on the next episode of Joygasm. Nice. So it's been really cool. We, we've gotten uh, quite a bit of buzz here just within this last week of folks who have expressed interest in it. It's a really fun opportunity to be able to build awareness of our show as well as give out. I mean, it's it's a free SNES Classic Mini, folks. It's, it's, it's pretty, I don't know. I, I think it's pretty cool. It's already sold out, so you can't get them. It is. I've been looking around, and, and they're, they are still sold out. So I know that Nintendo has announced that they are planning on, at some point, uh shipping out some more. I don't know when that's going to happen, but in any event, even if they are out there, this is, this is a system that's 80 bucks that honestly I could probably sell it on eBay for about 150 and make a little bit of a profit. We're not going to do that because that's not what joygasm is about. I will say some of our international subscribers too can get in on this. 
That is true. Yeah, the international subscribers are definitely able to participate in this. The only thing is, is um, we have to look at shipping because shipping mm-hmm. tends to be a little pricey. So at this point in time, we have taken the stance of if you live in the United States or Canada, uh, the shipping will be free as well. That way you don't have to spend a dime. However, if you are international, you will have to pay for shipping just because of that it starts to get a little pricey. Also, I want to talk about the, the Joygasm YouTube channel for just a moment. The channel now has movie trailers, TV show trailers, and game trailer playlists. In an effort to actually organize more of this, we are taking a much more um, aggressive stance on making sure that we are posting trailers of interest that we like to cover on the show if we're giving reviews or impressions or if we just happen to see something that you guys would probably be interested in checking out we want to make sure that that joygasm on youtube is your one-stop shop for all things gaming and movies entertainment all that fun stuff so definitely check that out because oftentimes we will be watching like say a trailer on the show and as you can here, uh, <laughs> you can't really uh, do much more than that. You can't see what we're talking about. So it's it's a good reference point. And when we are finally able to purchase our, our video equipment and that sort of thing, it's going to actually uh, help out quite a bit because then we can actually show you in addition to tell you. Also, that segues right into our Patreon page. Like I mentioned earlier, it's it's uh, this great opportunity for you folks. If you're looking to gain exclusive access to what we do here at Joygasm, you can get stuff early. There's also a bunch of sweet goodies and that sort of thing if you're a part of it. Speaking of which, we do have a handful of patrons who have uh, started to subscribe to Joygasm on Patreon. We thank you very much. We definitely want to give a shout out to PJ Ryder and Sean Byers for actually going to those specific tiers and going above and beyond supporting us. That's really, really awesome of you guys. Thank you very much for that. If we could give you like a, a podcast hug, a group hug, group hug, group, group hug. hug, it's gonna be great. Other than that, I can't think of anything else. I mean, the other thing, the only other thing I've been playing was Cuphead. And we're going to talk about that in a bit, but um, I don't know. I can't think of, I'm not sure if I watched anything else. I don't else think you have. I thought I, <gasps> I did. Oh. I watched, I got back into Gotham, the TV show. Ah. So it was in season two, making my way through that. Both Leslie and I thought it was a little creepy, but it's, it's like deliciously creepy. Did you see the penguin guy? Oh yeah. Did you tell Leslie? <gasps> I met that guy. Well, she was there. <laughs> she, she remembers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Oh, but yeah, we watched that the other night. That was a lot of fun, especially considering the fact that our daughter is spending time with grandma and grandpa. So it's like, all right, we can, we can watch a more of an adult show. Time to turn the sound up. Oh, and we did. Let's get into some gaming news, Steve. (sighs) Do you remember the Duke controller? No. The Duke controller was the controller that was designed for the original Xbox system. It is now back for the Xbox One. The creator of the original Xbox is bringing back the console's infamous controller. There's no price yet, though. Uh-huh. I'm not exactly sure when it's supposed to come out. It may be coming out this year. If not at the end of this year, then definitely by next year. But what are your thoughts on that? Only one, Russ. It better come with a built-in AC unit. AC unit? <laughs> because I I had one. Uh, it was like it was a, a lime green kind of neon, and it had a built-in 
It wasn't built by Microsoft. It was built by somebody else. Uh -huh. I had a built-in AC to keep my palms from uh, overheating and starting to sweat up. Now, if you recall, there were two different types of Xbox controllers. Yeah. There was the first one that was huge. And then the second one was was about half the size. It was a yeah. lot more ergonomically friendly to your hands. I think if I if I'm reading this correctly, the Duke controller was the first one. It's yeah, that yeah. huge one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what their strategy is with that. I know I'm not going to buy one. I'm, yeah, I'm just like, no. as far as I'm concerned, I absolutely love the Xbox One controller. I think that's like the best controller yet in terms of just how it fits in your hand, that sort of thing. Right. Atari Box will be a full PC experience for the TV. Jordan Serrani reports, Atari has revealed additional details about its new Atari Box console, including price information, a release window, and its upcoming crowdfunding campaign. The Atari Box will launch in late spring of 2018 for $250 to $300 USD, Atari revealed in its latest news bleh, newsletter excuse me, via Polygon. The company says it will be a Linux-based console that's a full PC experience for the TV, bringing you streaming applications, social browsing, music, and more. Atari's first console in 20 years will be powered by a custom AMD processor with Radeon graphics. Atari Box will support preloaded retro Atari games as well as current titles from a range of studios. That's quote-unquote. So, I mean, I don't know what kind of third-party support they're going to have. You know what's kind of cool is uh, in the original Blade Runner that came out in 1982. Mm -hmm. You saw the big Atari sign right there. We were both That's like, oh, right. it's awesome. And then in 2049, they still had the Atari there. I'm like, yeah. We had the same uh, reaction yeah. to it. We're like, oh, there's Atari. Yeah. Well, it's kind of neat because they, they kept the same LA set that they had before. You yeah. know, and no one else uh, kind of came in there. Actually, Sony did, which, you know, that's still cool too. But, you know, it was nice seeing the Atari. Absolutely. Horizon Zero Dawn Complete Edition announced. Sony announced today that Horizon Zero Dawn Complete Edition will be released for PlayStation 4 on December 5th for 50 bucks USD. The Complete Edition of Guerrilla Games' action RPG will package together the base game and the, Fro the Frozen Wilds expansion, according to PlayStation on Twitter. It will also come with all digital deluxe edition content, which includes weapons, resource packs, a PS4 theme, and a digital art book. So I probably won't be picking that up since I already have the regular game and all I need is the, the expansion. But for those of you who have not played that game on PS4, this is probably the definitive edition that you will want to purchase. So I highly suggest you get one. Now this next story is a bit interesting. It caught me by surprise. The headline reads, PlayStation gets new CEO as Andrew House steps down. Lucille Bryan reports PlayStation president and global CEO Andrew House is stepping down from his role with current deputy president of Sony Interactive Entertainment, John Tsuyoshi Kodera, taking his place effectively immediately. Per the official announcement on Sony's website, House will remain with SIE as chairman for the year for transitional purposes and stick with Sony as director and chairman of SIE. House took PlayStation's reins as global president back in 2011, but has been with the company since 1990. I was, oh. I was like in sixth grade back then, yeah. where he served in corporate communications at Sony headquarters. Last year, he led the merging of Sony Computer Entertainment and Sony Network Entertainment to create Sony Interactive Entertainment. Other than that, there's really not a lot of information as to why he's stepping down. I found that surprising considering the fact that, I mean, that just... The last this past E3, I mean, I thought they had a great showing. I'm, I'm I'm very curious to see like what other kind of news may leak out in the future. But 
I don't know. Last but not least, Microsoft will not offer free Kinect adapter with Xbox One X upgrade. A little bummed about this considering I have a Kinect. I actually use it for recording purposes for the show. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But I have a quote here. It says, we provided free adapters for a good part of last year following uh, the X1S launch, but that program has ended, said Aaron Greenberg, Microsoft's head of Xbox games marketing. Said on Twitter, Xbox One X owners looking to use Kinect can still purchase the adapter, which retails for 40 bucks. So in addition to the $500 that I'm going to spend on the system, I can spend another $40 plus tax. So we're looking at $550 for a system upgrade. I I thought something, uh, I don't know. My memory is very hit. I was going to say fuzzy, but it started with an H. I was going to say huzzy. Anyhow, um, (laughs) (laughs) I thought you were going to get a Kinect with the Scorpio edition. Uh, I don't I, know. I might be wrong, but thinking back to the new, the, the older system, the current system, at 500 bucks, you got a new one. And then the system, when I picked it up, was 350 and it didn't come with one. Uh, but so, I've, you know, it's kind of like, yeah, it's 40 bucks. It's not like it's going to break the bank, but at the same time, like, come on. Well, and honestly, I think that they are slowly phasing out the connect. I think that when you look around, there's no gaming support for it anymore. I, for one, really like it just in terms of the voice commands. I think it's great to be able to search for things. It's really fast. And also, like I said, just just being able to use it for recording purposes. Like if we're on um, Joygasm, uh, what is it? It's twitch.tv slash Joygasm TV. Something like that. Yeah, if, if you go on there, that's what we use when we're playing games on Xbox, and then that's the way to connect. So I, I for one, have a use for it still, but just not in the traditional sense of playing games. Right. Well, I say that's just about it for gaming news. Let's segue right into movie news, Steve. Men in Black spinoff in works without Will Smith or Tommy Lee Jones. Mm. A new Men in Black spinoff film is in the works, but there is no plan at the moment for Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones to return as J and K. According to Deadline, Sony Pictures has fast-tracked the film for release in May 17th, 2019, a couple years away. This currently untitled sequel has Steven Spielberg on board as an executive producer. What it does not have yet, though, is a director or any actors. What do you think about that, Steve? Probably they had to replace K because everyone's going to think of K as K from Blade Runner 2049. Mm-hmm. And which, to me, that's, that stands out more than <laughs> Officer K and, and uh, Men in Black. That's actually interesting. Just I never really thought about the, the letter on that. <laughs> but, I mean, they could easily come up with other letters. Yeah, true. Well, right, but they can if, the, if they came out with this guy with the same name or a similar name, it'd be people would be, be a little bit confused or thinking to, about another movie than in Men in Black. Mm-hmm. So, well, this next story has to do with something I'm pretty excited about, which is Vikings season five. We I- have a teaser trailer, and I know you have not seen any Vikings, Steve. So I feel like watching this trailer will give you a little taste. Well, are you even caught up with the Vikings, Russ? I am. Oh, absolutely. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> Let's check it out.
That was a lot of music uh, and not a lot of sound effects or voices, but but believe me, you believe you me. There was a lot of expression and worry and uh, a lot of great cinematography. So uh, it does look good. It just doesn't sound that great. I was going to say, yeah, uh, <laughs> it is a bit of a, a teaser. Uh, so there's no uh, exposition whatnot. Look like a lot of Vikings bloodied and yeah, there were def- fierce. There were definitely Vikings in it, Russ. But in terms of the cinematography, just the way the characters look, I mean, did that oh, kind of yeah. pique your interest a little yeah, bit? A tad bit there. I'm telling you. I, this guy right here, this guy's excited. Cannot wait for it. I know you love you some Ragnar. (laughs) (laughs) I do. Arnold Schwarzenegger says next Terminator film will ignore Genesis. The website, the Terminator fans spoke with Schwarzenegger during a UK appearance and asked about the upcoming Terminator film. Cameron is back as a producer and wrote the treatment for the script as well. Both Schwarzenegger and Linda Hamilton are back. Oh, little Linda Hamilton action. Cameron has previously also said he's looking at the possibility of doing a trilogy of new Terminator movies, which could serve as a reinvention of the franchise. (laughs) I am pumped about that. James Cameron returning to the Terminator franchise. Now, here's the key. He has to direct it. He can't just be in a producer role. In my opinion, he needs to be in the director's chair because he's the one who made Terminator 1 and 2, right? which were the best. I'm sorry. Terminator 2 especially, my favorite, hands down. You just can't compare. I, I think he... I don't know. I'm speculating here, but I think... He didn't want. He wanted to leave the original Terminators alone because they were so successful as they were, and yeah. he wanted to leave that lasting impression of, of happiness and joy and you know fear and whatever <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, from from his movies. And then everyone thought in Hollywood, let's keep on going with the Terminator movies because they can make a bunch of money. And so then they did. And then I, I don't know how much money they made, but uh, they made more and more and more. So they made enough money, I guess. And then camera goes, huh? Maybe it did make money. Maybe I should get back on the bandwagon. And then he comes out and. <laughs> Or maybe those other ones just really were not very good at all, and he wants to, to rekindle the glory days of what he made initially. Perhaps. Perhaps. Netflix makes deal for new Shaft film with Samuel L. Jackson. Shaft! Deadline reports that in order to secure the international rights and allow it to stream the new film outside of the U.S., just two weeks after it hits cinemas, Netflix may be fronting up over half of the film's $30 million budget. Ooh. Watch your math. (laughs) (laughs) This Shaft reboot is currently untitled, but is set to see members of the 2000 offering. Samuel L. Jackson and Richard Roundtree return to the cast. This is important because up until this point, Netflix has only been doing original series, like, like, you know, House of Cards and that sort of thing on their platform. The fact that they're trying to now jump into films itself and be able to, like, you know, capture those those exclusive rights once the, the movie either leaves theaters or perhaps maybe it's, like, halfway through its theater stint. I don't know, but it definitely looks like they're trying to jump on that before everyone else. Are you sure it was Richard Roundtree or his twin cousin Richard Squaretree, Rust? Around you. <laughs> I help it. Okay, go ahead. Go on. Idioto. <laughs> Game of Thrones, Jon Snow, and Egret actors are getting married. Aww. Aww. According to IGN, uh, Kit Harrington and Rose Leslie, who played on off, extremely off couple Jon Snow and Egret in Game of Thrones, have announced that they are engaged to be married. You've never watched Game of Thrones, but this couple actually had a lot of chemistry. Hey, hey, 
<laughs> I got to, I think, season three before I put it down. Okay. <laughs> The couple who began dating on set for the show's second season in 2012 made the announcement through <clears throat> the Times newspaper. Excuse me. So I think that's cool. I wish them well. I think that's awesome that they're doing that because it definitely seemed like there was some sort of natural chemistry that was on screen. So, <coughs> excuse me. The next story we have here is this is a big one. This is one that's making the rounds. Harvey Weinstein fired from his company. The board decided to oust Harvey Weinstein from his own company after <laughs> mounting allegations of sexual harassment, rape, and more. Questions have come up regarding whether or not the Weinstein company will close its doors or not. But yeah, it's you, it's just everywhere. It's, no it's excuse, blown man. up. Yeah, you're out. Sorry. Yeah. It's it's amazing because he is or was a huge Hollywood power player. I mean, yeah. he, he's with someone to, to not be trifled with. And it's just, it's amazing to see the fall of this Hollywood giant. Yeah. Yeah. I, he's got to go though. I mean, that there's, there's no, you know what? There's other actors that are coming out with some of these uh, allegations too. Like your favorite Ben Affleck. Really? Yeah. <laughs> They're starting to slowly but surely oh, come you out. Know, you know, I think I did hear about that. Didn't, uh, was it Rose McGowan who said something about it or was that somebody else? Yeah. Well, the Hollywood reporter has been saying stuff and daily mail has been saying stuff and, uh, it's st news has been coming out, but, uh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm glad that this happened on multiple levels. Not only do all women deserve the respect and treatment that they, that, uh, <laughs> I mean, they're not owed it. This, this should be like a staple of humanity. We, we deserve, everyone deserves respect, right? And we treat it equal. Mm -hmm. But it just goes to show that no matter how rich you are and or how powerful you think you are, the law is the law. Yeah. And you know, he's got he's to go. He's got to go to jail. Well, there's some good music for you right wow, there. Really? Yeah, I brought it. That's to some me. jail music. Yeah. <laughs> So, okay, so we have a couple more trailers here that we just want to check out real quick. This first one is the latest Star Wars trailer that dropped during the uh, Monday Night Football, actually. But it's one that definitely has a lot of goodness to it. Let's check it out. When I found you. Yes? I saw <laughs> raw, untamed power. Like me. And beyond that, something truly special. Lucasfilm. Something inside me has always been there. Then I'm awake. <laughs> Your appetite? No, I'm just kidding. I've seen this raw strength only once before. It didn't scare me enough then. It does now. Let the past die. Oh, 
To show me my place in all this. They showed too much, though. There's, there's like, there's no mystery left in that thing. I mean, uh, I don't know. One of the things that they've done a tremendous job on are the trailers for both Star Wars: The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi. I, I would actually say too, even with Rogue One. Rogue One had a bit more exposition to it, but by and large, they've done a really nice job of actually not giving away the plot and, and really misdirecting people to think that there's going to be something going on when there's not actually not. I mean, it's 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 quite a feat considering just how much under a microscope this franchise is. But just, I mean, just the the cinematography in the trailer, each one of those shots. I mean, once again, I, I think that we're going to be in for another, you know, visual tour de force just with all different planets and that sort of thing. I've got chills. I've got goosebumps. I just got goosebumps because it's cold in here. <laughs> that was me just turning down the thermostat <laughs> in an attempt to try and get you to be into the uh, trailers, Steve. What else did you think? Well, I I like uh, what's what's the bad guy's name? What's the baddie's name? Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren. Yeah, um, that guy. Uh, <laughs> I like. You his, can see which one of us is more of the Star Wars fan. Who, who's the guy in the oh, black man. robe? Who's the evil, the obvious evil one in the movie? <laughs> so his Tie Fighter looks freaking awesome. I like his Tie Fighter. Yes, but it looks like there's going to be another Millennium Falcon. You know, flying into uh, some space station, getting out by this skin of its hair of its teeth. <laughs> well, I mean, that, know, that, that's, just, uh, that's the tradition of the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, it always but, finds itself in those situations, you know, that, that's part of the, the lineage. Right, but do something different than Return of the Jedi. Oh, come on, right? Steve, just, just hold hold the criticism until after I, you see I'm just looking at the trail. I, I, I'm what, this whole year has been the, the, the influx of giving away too much stuff within the trailers or like this throwing up the cards of maybe the movie's bad. Maybe it's good. I don't know. Here's the trailer, (laughs) (laughs) you know, and then you go to see the movie and it's something completely opposite of what you Uh thought it was. So I, for one, I'm excited. I think it's, it looks super cool. Obviously you're excited. Uh, but even the editing style too, like whoever the editors are over at Disney or Lucasfilm, I'm I'm not sure who handles it, but they did it just every one of these trailers since the force awakens came out. It's just like, yes, that's even if the movie doesn't necessarily reflect that particular mood, it's still just like, I get goosebumps every time I watch one of these things. It's just, <laughs> I'm geeking out over here, man. Okay. Play the next one, Russ. Okay. So this is Stranger Things 2. This is the final trailer before it comes out. And I believe it actually gets released on Halloween. But this is a show on Netflix. This is something that you actually need to watch the first season of. I'm telling you, dude, you're going to like it. It takes place in the 80s. It's like Goonies meets X-Files. It's it's super cool. Here is the final trailer. happening for a reason. 
nightmares. It's happening. And it all leads back to here. This thing. You said it was all in his head. And what have you done? Nothing. What is wrong with my boy? It's like it's reaching into our kids. If anyone knows how to destroy this thing, it's Will. For Clint, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Man. Another trailer that you have to use your imagination on, especially if you're driving around your car. A lot of, no, 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 wait. I could hardly understand what people were saying in that, in that, uh, in that trailer. Mm-hmm. I just see a lot of sound effects. Here, right? Well, there was some exposition in there. And honestly, like I said, if you want to watch the trailer, go to, our Joygasm TV YouTube channel. Just do a search for Joygasm TV. It'll come right up. You can check it out there. You definitely need to watch the first season because check it out. Uh, those of us who have watched first season, all the stuff in there, like even the baseball bat, the bat was like a pivotal thing for the last one. I saw people carrying around a bat with uh, nails, nails at the Dallas Comic Con, uh-huh. and I thought that was something with uh, the Walking Dead. So okay, there there is a character. Um, in, There's like, different type of bats with with stuff on them. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of a go-to weapon. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. There, there was an antagonist in the last season of The Walking Dead that, yeah, I, th- I believe he did have a baseball bat with nails in it. However, in Stranger Things, that actually happens to be a weapon that is used towards the end. Hmm. Okay, Raj. So uh, that is your homework, Steve. Ah. Sometime next week, if you could binge watch Stranger Things, I'd love to hear what you have to say about it. Uh, maybe I'll start watching uh, Stranger Things and Hemlock Grove because I know that was a that that was a show that came out a long time ago. But since it's Halloween, you know, it's time to do some scary stuff. Speaking of which, isn't uh, what was it the, that game that's supposed to come out really soon? Evil Within Two. <laughs> oh, the Evil Within Two. 
Yes, dear. I'm actually glad that you said something about that because I have purchased it, downloaded it, and it's ready for you. Actually, I'm glad that you said that just because, okay, so. Oh, boy. I'm not going to get any sleep. (laughs) Steve is going to, as our uh, resident evil, no, resident like survival horror player over Uh. here, what we're going to do is actually um, broadcast Steve playing The Evil Within 2 at Mikasa. And you can watch that. We're probably going to be doing it around like 9 o'clock. From 9 to 9.30, somewhere around there is when we'll start. But if you go to twitch.tv slash joygasmtv, um, that is where our Twitch channel resides. And you will be able to watch us scream and freak out like little schoolgirls time and time again. I'm going to wake your daughter up. You know I am. <laughs> I, put those, I put those games down for a reason a long time ago, Russ. Good freaking grief. It's going to be a, a callback to the good old days. I watched uh, some some of the footage of it, and I do believe we are in for a treat, especially considering the fact that we've got the, the updated, upgraded sound system in here. Man. It's going to be fun. And so the video portion we'll be playing, they'll be able to watch us uh, jump over and over again, soil ourselves. We soil that. ourselves, curse like we never do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be a good time. But yeah, I think we'll probably kick that off maybe on Monday. Possibly, yeah. Go. Well, there we go. <clears throat> Anyway, I do believe it is time for none other than the topic of the day. topic of the day is Cuphead impressions. More specifically, Cuphead playthrough impressions. <clears throat> so, for the last week, or maybe two weeks, I can't remember when it actually officially came out. Was it last week? Uh, we've been playing it. This is the second week we've been playing it, so it came okay. out a couple weeks ago. Anyway, this is a title that I have been looking forward to for a long time. It actually was, I think, oh, <sighs> It was demoed, I believe, back in 2014 or some, something like that. I can't remember what it is. I think I believe the game has been in development, though, since like 2011, 2012, something like that. I think it's literally been in development for like five years. But anyway, it has finally made its triumphant debut. And I love it and hate it. What do you think, Steve? I concur with that one, Doctor. <laughs> this this goes back to like your Steamboat Willie days animation style. Oh, yeah. So all the characters are kind of dancing for no apparent reason. They're just, we're going to die. But okay, life is great. Those over-accentuated idle animations. Oh, man. Just thinking that in my uh, mind, and then those uh, those evil like black spiders with uh, the long legs, but like the the regular Mickey Mouse gloved hands. Ah. <laughs> yeah, that nasty uh, laugh they always have. Man. Yeah, the the game itself has for those of you who have not seen the game, it's like this 1930s cartoon, and you literally feel like you're you're playing an interactive 1930s cartoon. You the way everything looks and moves and everything. I mean, the, it's just it's spot on. And it's seriously one of the hardest games that 
I think both of us have played in years. I I, th- I would say we haven't played a game that hard since the 16-bit days. Yeah, no, it's... And I think a lot of other YouTube creators and Twitchers... <laughs> Twitchers? <laughs> that's what I'm going to refer to them as. Anyway, uh, i probably feel the same way. I mean, this is old-school difficulty where it's not... Uh, you know, look out for some firepower coming your way. It's timing and mm-hmm. platform jumping and indestructible environments or stuff that, that is thrown your direction. So it's not only trying to shoot the enemy or snap at the enemy, snap till he can't be snapped no more and he just self-destructs. Which is great because it's like, <laughs> I think they're playing swing music. And so yes. like, you know, the snapping is to kind of like what they're listening to. Yeah. And at the same time, it's their weapon. <laughs> I don't really understand how that works exactly, considering the fact that they are cups. Yeah, I, I know it doesn't make much sense. Like I would think, I was expecting the the ammo to be something that like resided in the cup, the heads of the cups. Yeah, the really. Cup head. I don't know. It kind of made me uh, think of a game I used to play. I think when I was in fifth or sixth grade, it was for the Genesis. Uh, I was, um, I think it was called, it's called uh, uh, Dot or Red Dot or something like that. Maybe I'm wrong. But anyhow, it was a seven up game. As in, as in oh, like the yeah. drink, uh-huh. and, you, and you were the dot within the seven up, and you would shoot bubbles at at, at, uh-huh. at your enemies. And actually, the game graphically looked pretty darn good. But it was so funny because that game was a just a total advertisement yeah. for seven up. Yeah. But the production values of the game and the gameplay mechanics yeah. were actually legit. Yeah, like you played sure. through it, and you're like, man, this is a good game. Yeah. And the whole time, it's just one big advertising campaign for the soda. Right. But no, it's, so Cuphead is a game that you get severely pissed off at. Yes. But it's hard, but it only gets to a certain level because right when you're at, you're, you're just about to rage quit, <laughs> you're like, oh, that freaking effing jelly bean. Yeah. <laughs> did, did you watch that video I sent over your way? Yeah, I, I thought it was so gratifying to watch that just because you and I, I mean, we got so pissed like yeah. playing this game. We're just like, what is the deal? Yeah. And watching that, that compilation, I sent Steve this compilation I found on YouTube. You can find it if you do a search for just like cuphead rage quit or whatever. But you saw players from all over the world, male just and female. So, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was actually pleasantly surprised at the amount of females that right. were interested in the game. Yeah, so that was really cool. But I mean, it didn't matter who, like, if you were a guy or a girl. Like, just woo, people just got so mad. I mean, you, you saw people breaking their keyboards. You saw people like just smashing their their you know Xbox controller or whatever. <laughs> like that one guy is like, I'll be right back. I got another controller. <laughs> I mean, you just saw people who were just so angry, but yet there's something about the game that compels you to give it, quote unquote, one more shot. Yeah. One more time. One more time. One more time. (laughs) Can't go to bed yet. Yeah. Well, I think because it's, for this generation of, of gamers, it's something different that they've never played before. Right. For us, we have, but we're not used to it anymore. So that, that's kind of both halves of the coin. So when we go back to play it, it reminds us back of the cartoons and of the old 16-bit platform games with next-generation graphics and animation. And the animation is to die for because they could, it's literally like somebody drawing on a board. I don't know how they did this. Oh, yeah. You know, it's like you're, 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 you know those little souvenirs you can get at Disneyland where it's it's a small little flip book, but you have to kind of bend the pages and go... Right. Like that. Flip actually, book, yeah. yeah, it looks like a cartoon playing because uh-huh. everyone's drawing the pictures. That's how the game plays. And so when you're fighting a boss or something, it's not like he just transforms in this clunky kind of way 
or, uh, you know, something out of Metal Gear Solid, let's just say, you know, they go buck wild with it. <laughs> like, okay, what oh, is yeah. going to happen next? And it, it's amazing. <clears throat> you know, one of the things that I researched on with regards to Cuphead is finding out what was the inspiration for the game. Mm. And they were interviewed. I can't remember who interviewed them off the top of my head, but there were two games that they said were inspiration. One was Contra, nice. which I could totally see that. But the other one was a game that was actually one of my all-time favorite Genesis games. And you, I think you may remember it. It's called Gunstar Heroes. Yep. Do you remember that, how that developer Treasure was the one who made mm -hmm. Gunstar Heroes? Yeah. They, they actually made some other titles as well, and I can't remember which ones they were. However, Gunstar Heroes was seriously, I mean, that, that was a two-player co-op side-scrolling shooting game. And you and I love that game. It was so good. And when I thought about it, you, you do see a lot of the same sensibilities from Gunstar Heroes in Cuphead. Right. It's just, I mean, obviously Gunstar Heroes, though, you had more of the, <clears throat> the traditional play of like, you play through a level first and then you get to an end boss. Right. Uh, I think with this game too, it, it it forces you to play with two. Well, it doesn't force you to play with two player, but it's really fun to play with two player. And I've watched a lot of these YouTube creators play by themselves. I'm thinking you're missing out. I mean, it's it's fun back in the day to have a buddy or your bro on the right next to you on the couch and to play this game. It's not multiplayer. You can't link up with somebody um, on a man. Well, I don't know if, if if you could link up with another person online or not, but. Uh, just having somebody there and go, okay, we're going to do something a little bit different. We need to time this. You uh -huh. stand on that side. I'll stand on this side. <laughs> you do this. I'll do that. And then if you come you miraculously beat a boss or a level after 106 tries. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> the person, the other person's right there to give a fist bump or a high five to, or scream for joy, <laughs> which you can't get that with multiplayer really. Well, and, and that is something I'm glad you brought that up just because it's pretty seldom that, there is that type of reaction that is elicited from a game these days. And to your point, exactly. I mean, when we finally would beat a boss, I mean, we felt just the need to give each other a high five or to do a fist pump in the air, you know, Arab fist pump. Yeah. Um, or just to just like, you know, yell out, you know, in victory, that sort of thing. I mean, you really haven't had that in a long time. And I do believe part of that has to do with the fact that a lot of games of today, don't really have a difficulty that is ratcheted up in the same way that Cuphead is. Obviously, Cuphead is different in the sense that it's a, it's a 2D side-scroller type of game. And so it is kind of exclusive to that. But having said that, I mean, like a lot of times we'll have more of these game types that are kind of participation trophy-esque in terms of just you know, getting through one level after the next, you get an achievement for pressing the start button, you know, just that kind of thing where you're like, why am I yeah. getting, you pass the level. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like, okay, well I got some more achievement points for that. That's cool. <laughs> but like, I don't really feel like a sense of accomplishment or achievement. You bought something you were supposed to buy. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> Celebrate mediocrity. Medi Hold on. I got to get my mediocrity. Button. Thank you. Yeah. I had to think of the thought first before I opened my mouth and said it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, I really think that, that there is a payoff when it comes to defeating one of these stupid bosses. These no. bosses are just golly, man. Like they're, they're awesome. all hard. They're awesome, but they're so difficult. Yeah. And I can't stand when there's something that you can't, you can't destroy. 
You know, I yeah. come on, really? Just, uh, like that freaking jawbreaker flying <laughs> around with his other junior jawbreaker and the jelly beans that run around everywhere. I tell you one of the, <clears throat> one of the side notes that and the princess is, shooting cotton candy at you. Gosh, that that chick has got to go. <laughs> we are currently stuck on this candy princess of sorts. I don't know. I can't remember what her actual name is, but <sighs> we've been there for so long. We cannot pass her or that clown boss. That's like with the roller coaster. Yes, like yeah. we we've gotten to like the last phase of each one of those bosses. We just can't seal the deal. Darn that guy. Darn that guy. I've actually watched some of the other <laughs> YouTube channels where people are farther along just looking at some of the other ones. I mean, there are a ton of other bosses we haven't even come across yet. Yeah. What are, what are your thoughts regarding their approach to having it basically be one boss fight after the next? That they could have done a little bit differently. I, I like to see more of the levels. And we're on the world number two, which that's how difficult it is. We're two weeks in and it takes us a week to even get to the other world. Anyhow, uh, aren't there only like three worlds though? Uh, there, maybe there's three, but there's multiple sections within the game to, to go through either a level or a boss. But there's, yeah, there's way more bosses than there are levels. And I like to see more levels. Yeah. Yeah. And, but again, even with the top down map, that's something that I really like too, because that goes back to the old days of just going and being able to have a little bit of flexibility, choosing where you want to go next. I know Super Mario World was really good about that, where you could kind of choose which, you know, level within levels you want to go to. I also think what's really cool about the the game is the ability to be able to choose which weapons you get. Um, you, what you could do is you could you can collect certain coins throughout various maps, which is kind of a bummer because there are so many boss levels. You really don't have like the normal levels to be able to collect coins in. But I do like the idea that you can go to a store and they have different types of um, welcome. Yeah, like weapon A and weapon B classes, right? as well as some other little things that can help you out along your way. But still, man, that game is so freaking hard. Yeah. I, I keep, there's there's so much that draws you back, though. It's it's really in a style of its own. I, I like how there's this film over the entire game where it's kind of that record scratch back in the day, phonograph style. Oh, yeah. You know, even like your, your, uh, your Xbox Live character that you choose is still looks like he's barely out of the black and white age, you know? Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, it's so great. Another thing too, Russ, and this is where you and I really come in, is since it makes you think of old style dance, old style music, old style movies, you can't help but start reading the dialogue. Hey, all right, this is what we're going to do today, boys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. As we've been playing this, we have uh, kind of divulged into the transatlantic uh, accents, if you will, which is was very popular during the time of the 1930s, 1940s. This is the strategy, see? We're going to jump here and jump there. We're going to take turns doing this, see? Make it snappy. Exactly. I, and just depending on which boss that we're on, we will have certain quips or funny little things, little double entendres that we'll say. And it, it helps, I feel like, to break up the frustration. Frankly, Steve, I just don't give a damn. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh, and actually what we'll do too is uh, we will broadcast ourselves more on um, twitch.tv slash joygasm TV and you can hear us be, uh, you know, ridiculous. It's <laughs> <stupid. laughs> half the fun. What other thoughts do you have on the game? Hmm. Let's see here, Russ. I like how they split up not only the, the land walking around, but that you can go on a plane. and uh, Yeah, that's actually that really cool. cool too. I like that. 
I like how you can uh, parry to bring your your uh, mate back. That also is a very nice gameplay feature where you think it's over and then your buddy bails you out. So then you're back in the game. That's pretty exhilarating. Although I wish there was a way to either a get more life or B uh, let's let some time go by before you can actually uh, before the second player actually comes back, Mm -hmm. you know, because at some point you're going to get your hit points down to one. It's like, okay, great. I'm just going to die. You know, one more hit and I'm dead. Yeah. So that's, that's a little bit deflating. Although, I mean, it does introduce the sensation of totality by having it like that where it's like, nope, there are no health packs. Yeah. There is no way to be able to try and recoup some of your lost hit points. But sometimes with, with the little objects that you can parry over, there's almost no reason to parry on them. So the only thing that I can tell you is the report card that comes up at the end of each one of the boss battles. There is a section, I believe, that has to do with the amount of parries you were able to successfully pull off. But other than that, I don't really know if there, you know, if you receive anything else because it's like... I don't know. It, it strikes me as a little odd that they would put that in there just because... Typically, I would expect something like right. like if you if you were able to make like a certain amount of parries, maybe then you could get like one of your your health points back, right? Something to that effect, because obviously there is a certain amount of risk involved. Like if you're trying to um, hit those 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 pink objects at the same time, you're avoiding all the gunfire and the other deluge of of just crap that's that's in the uh, the air coming at you. I mean, you have to really take a risk to, to get that. That's something that I think is, we should probably look into because I, honestly, I don't know if there is any other type of value associated with it. Especially because you have to get coins to actually buy and acquire stuff in the game. Some stuff is free. Like if you progress far enough, they, they, uh, they'll they actually give you something mm. like that. The bomb feature, I think that that one character we, we met is like, oh, here's a new feature for your plane. Hey, congratulations, guys. Right. Uh, but that requires you, if not, that requires you to... Uh, go back into the levels you just beat to replay them again to hopefully get some more coins to help you progress, which that's kind of a grind in a yeah. way for a game that you had to spend. How much money was it? Uh, what for the game? Yeah. Oh, it was only 20 bucks, 20 bucks, but still 20 bucks. You have to go back and keep on grinding through, eh, you know, I, I would think that they would give you, they would provide a way to allow you to get more, more coins to spend in the game to upgrade your, your weapons or your life. Sure. Or health. Also, yeah. I mean, sorry to cut you off. No, I'm really right. sorry. I'm, I'm sorry, Russ. Lo siento. What's the deal with the report card, though? I mean, if, if they're going to, what happens if you get an A? If you get an A plus, apparently the highest rating is an S, which I was not aware of. I thought it was just A plus. And then you get a what? Uh, bra- bragging rights. Bragging rights. That's what you get. Which, uh, honestly, in a game like this, that's saying something. I mean, if you can tell them, yeah, I got S's in all my. Uh, my levels. Yeah. Then it's like, dude, how did you do that? I mean, like, we're just trying to, like, limp our way along. <laughs> like, okay. survive. <gasps> we made it through this yeah. time. Uh, but at the same time, there should be some reward. There should be like, okay, yeah, good job. You got a net. So here's 10 coins. Oh, sweet. There'd be a reward for it. That would be kind of cool to... Well, you know, is there an achievement that gets unlocked after every boss battle? Mm, I don't think so. I, the, we've received achievements for doing so many parries oh, okay. and uh, I think time-wise or opening up a new world or something like that, but I don't think there's 
Yeah, I don't know. Again, it just it harkens back to that the hardcore man. old days of gaming, man. I mean, like back in the day when you played a, a tough game like that, you there wasn't a whole lot of reward either. I mean, it was just the reward itself was the fact that you beat that part and you're moving on to the next section. I remember back in the day, all these bosses that you would beat were just like world domination bosses. You have your little <laughs> like laser assault rifle or something like that, which, you know, that was world defying weapons, you know, handheld that you had as well. Uh, but the bosses at the end had had projectiles and bullets just flying out of every single crevice of them. Like you had to jump through all these things and time it just right. And that's how this is too. At the same time, there, I mean, there's so much stuff that's flying at you, but it's all candy and it's so imaginative and well done. I, in my opinion, I think that, well, it's not, no, not, not all bosses throw candy at you. We're, we're at the boss that true does candy, but like the other bosses, I mean, they, it's like each boss has their own theme of yeah. crap that they're true. <laughs> yeah, at I, you. I take that back. You're actually right. But it's all animated, like hilarious, lighthearted stuff. Like right, right now we're, we're just absolutely obsessed over the freaking jelly. Bean. Uh, man, we should, you know what? Rustin's it's Halloween. Halloween. It's Halloween. Uh, we should have some candy up here while we're trying to, you know, take down the candy bus, you know what I'm saying? That's a good idea. I should bring up a bowl filled with like candy corn and jelly beans and jawbreakers. I don't really know what all else. Cotton candy. Now that I'm thinking all else candy, I saw a YouTube video. This is, that has nothing to do with this. Oh my gosh, right? I have an idea too. Go ahead, keep talking. And there was somebody, where was he? I think, what was he, India? I don't know, but he, there's a, there's a little, uh, little outlet you could go to to get an ice cream. Right. And what he does is he is, is the dude wraps the cone and like a big puff, like a cheerleader pom pom full of cotton candy. So your ice cream cone is in the middle, but you have to eat your co- eat your way through cotton candy to actually get to the cone. And oh, I thought, wow. Man, what a sugar rush. But that looks amazing at the same time. I have an idea. Yeah. I, <clears throat> I think I think this is brilliant. Oh, well, <laughs> I, I might have to bring it down to the earth again. Rose. Okay. I, I'm just kidding. So. Because we are stuck on that winch and her demonic cake. Dame, Russ. D-A-M-E. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we're stuck on the dame. Uh, I think it would be fitting that if we are able to pass that boss to actually have a custom cake made Oof. that looks exactly like the cake along with that evil queen made and so that way we can either either so we can eat it or we can just actually like videotape ourselves smashing a like a physical life-size cake of not life-size but just in real life be able to smash it as a means to release the tension or we could oh or russ we oh can, we, we can get two like individual cakes big enough to fit our face and then we can just like videotape us dumping our face in there <laughs> eating the cakes Videotape, take pictures, throw it up on uh, Twitter. Either way, maybe even I YouTube. mean, I think I think that would be worth it because I don't know about you, but I hate that cake. I hate that 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 evil queen. Ooh, what if we put like Reese's peanut butter cups in the cake? I like me some Reese's peanut butter cups. But I don't think they hit any Reese's peanut butter cups in the game. Uh, I know, but it's making me think of candy, and I like that candy. And I like some Andy's mints. <laughs> <laughs> I, for one, hope that we do get a sequel out of this just because, I mean, the game is only $20. And, and honestly, my hat goes off to, to the developers. I think they did a great job considering they're, they're like an indie group. They, they're like, there's, it's two people. 
Two people wow, made the game. That is crazy. I was going to ask you more about the developers. Now, I will say, okay, that, that's not entirely accurate. Hats they, off to you, boys. <clears throat> what's that? Hats off to you, boys. I know. <laughs> <laughs> With your cane and that, you know, top hat. Uh, no, but they, uh, I do know that they expanded their team halfway through. Like it started out with just two guys who, who were working on it. And then I think it was like halfway or 75% of the way through development. Then they started to hire a bit more folks just because um, the feedback they had received was that people wanted to see normal levels instead of just boss fight after boss fight. So yeah, technically speaking, by the time the game went in gold, they did have more than just the two people. But for like at least half of the game's development cycle, it was just two people, which is just amazing. And didn't you tell me once that the, uh, this has been in development since 2014? So I think the game actually has... it. I think it was first demoed in 2014. Mm -hmm. I think they started working on the game either in 2011 or 2012. I want to say 2012. But the first time they, they debuted it for the public was 2014. They got a bunch of feedback. They went back to make um, the necessary changes. They brought it back out again, I think in 2016 or so. And now here we are in 2017. It's finally released. I haven't been much of a fan of the the Xbox Live Arcade stuff. Uh -huh. I don't know. Maybe it's just because I'm cheap and I don't want to like spend money on something and then end up hating it, you know? <laughs> I can't help it. I, that's who I am, Russ. But... This game from the Xbox Live library that I've seen is unlike anything else. Right. I can only think of one more that was unlike anything else. And I think that was, uh, what was it? The, the sequel to Limbo? It was, uh, what was the game you played? Oh, Inside. Inside. Just phenomenal game. I mean, for a, that, totally worth the money. Absolutely. Man, that game was deep. I mean, and you think, oh, Xbox Live, it's just going to be, you know, a popcorn kind of game. No, man. There, there's some gold out there that you gotta get. Yep. I think it's a little premature to actually rate the game because we're still playing through it. <laughs> Who knows when we'll be able to rate it? I know. <laughs> <laughs> be like five years from now. <laughs> yeah. We we'll do it. We'll do a tweet or something. Okay. Finally. Yeah. Five months later, we're done with it. We'll hold off on our final thoughts on it. But I think it's safe to say that we're we're both very impressed with the game. It's hard as hell we're going to be doing our best to get through it. It, it. it is addicting. I mean, when you come over, it's like that game is at the top of the list. Like, okay, Cuphead, Cuphead. Okay. Is it hard as hell or, and are uh, we mad as hell? We're not going to take it anymore. It's <laughs> probably a little bit of both. <laughs> uh, I just look forward to how we go to each boss and we have other funny, stupid little things that we come up with to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the waffle has yeah. been kerfuffled. <laughs> I don't know whether this is a trick or a trick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that was good, Roger. Well, I think that about wraps it up for this episode. Be sure to check us out at patreon.com slash joygasm and subscribe to get the most out of the show. Also, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube. Just do a search for Joygasm TV. In addition to iTunes and Android, you can listen to our podcast on soundcloud.com slash joygasm TV. Last but not least, search Joygasm TV on YouTube and Twitch to see us stream our gaming adventures live. Until next time. Happy gaming. See you guys.